It's Christmas! Well, tonight, thank God it's there instead of you. Oh, Christmas Day, my ass. I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. Christmas to you and all. It's November 1st, which means it's Christmas podcast day. I don't usually put out a podcast right at the start of the month, but had to make an exception for this special day to celebrate and promote some other Christmas podcasts in our Christmas podcast network. I thought I'd also use this opportunity to look at something else seasonal for this time of year. Guy Fawkes Night a.k.a. Bonfire Night, a.k.a. the 5th of November. This holiday season, experience the joy of re-watching the same TV specials you watch every year in podcast form. It's the Advent Calendar House, a salute to all holiday specials, but mostly the Christmas ones. Count down to Christmas Eve with a new episode every other day in December about a different holiday show. From the must-watch classics to the lost treasures at the bottom of the DVD bargain bin. Learn the answers to questions nobody asked, like, when is a magic hat you throw away no longer yours? How many Muppets can fit inside a farmhouse? How did cavemen know about Christmas? Why is Elf making me cry? Subscribe now at adventcalendar.house and get 12 episodes every December. But that's not all. You'll also get 12 more episodes during Christmas in July. Why am I talking like a car salesman? It's a free podcast. It's the Advent Calendar House, a podcast on the internet. It's the Advent Calendar House. Let's discuss a little about this holiday that's so normal for British people but not celebrated outside of these shores for historical reasons you'll soon hear. It all started back in 1605, when a bunch of Catholics decided to take action against Protestant leaders, especially the king at the time, King James I. They decided to go about this by blowing up a meeting of Parliament on the 5th of November, hiding explosives beneath the House of Lords. As any history buff should know, it failed with guards finding Guy Fawkes, one of the rebels, underground with the explosives on the 4th of November. Hello. Fireworks night can be very dangerous. I should know. I'm Roman Catholic revolutionary Guy Fawkes, and I'm here to give you a few important safety tips for November the 5th. Bonfire night safety tip number one. Be very careful when transporting 36 barrels of highly explosive gunpowder into a cellar below the Houses of Parliament. Oh, no, no, no smoking. Safety tip number two. Always make sure there are no fellow Catholics in Parliament. You wouldn't want to blow them up, would you? I think I'll write a letter to Lord Monteagle to warn him not to come to Parliament on the 5th. Ooh, hang on. Could that jeopardise our plan? Nah, I think it'd be all right. Safety tip number three. When you're going to light 36 barrels of gunpowder, do stand well back, preferably three miles back, so you don't get caught red-handed. Gotcha! I got a tip-off from Lord Montego. I don't suppose you'd come back in 12 hours when I've blown up the king, would you? No. It's true. When Lord Monteagle got the letter from Guy Fawkes' mate warning him about the plot, he passed the information straight on to the King's men. He was rewarded with land and money. 
Presumably, he got a penny for the guy. <laughs> Hey everyone and welcome aboard. My name is Chris Kringle, host of the Kringle Talks Christmas podcast, a fun new podcast all the way from sunny old England. If you like listening to cool Christmas stories, traditions and some old personal favourites, then head on over to Kringle Talks Christmas. The episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts and you can also follow me on Twitter, which is at Christmas Talks, spelt K-R-I-S-T-M-A-S Talks. Welcome once again and I hope to see you soon. Other members of the group tried to flee, but some were killed in a shootout and eight surviving men were sentenced to death via hanging, drawing, which basically meant being cut open, and quartered. The people were given permission to celebrate the falling of this plot with bonfires that year, with January bringing an observance of 5th of November Act through Parliament, also known as the Thanksgiving Act, but very much unlike the American or Canadian celebrations. to celebrate the apparent divine protection and intervention to help save the king. It made 5th of November a celebratory day for church going, but other celebrations took place around the country, including artillery salutes and music in places like Norwich and Nottingham. There's a lot of history involving the conflict between religious observation and raucous celebration over the last few hundred years, but it eventually became a day of general celebration with bonfires and fireworks. By the 1700s, there were reports of people begging for money for Guy Fawkes in the street, especially children, going door to door with effigies of the dead rebel. This was usually burnt on a bonfire at the end of the evening. Songs were sung by these kids as they roamed the streets asking for money, such as this rhyme recorded in 1742. Don't you remember the 5th of November, twas gunpowder treason day? I let off my gun and made them all run and stole all their bonfire away. Or this one from a little later in 1903. The 5th of November since I can remember was Guy Foe poke him in the eye. Shove him up the chimney pot and let there him to die. A stick and a stake for King George's sake. If you don't give me one, I'll take two. The better for me and the worse for you. Ricket a racket, your hedges shall go. We used to measure first times with second Still stood there with that look in your eye, ready to burn, ready to burn. The awesome in your head. The autumn in your head. 
Nowadays, the evening is still one of celebration with fireworks displays common all over the country, whether run by primary schools, local councils or in people's back gardens. Certain traditions have developed with food and drink too, such as jacket or baked potatoes, hot chocolate and toffee apples which are apples dipped in hot toffee and left to harden, creating a crispy, sugary exterior to crunch through. There's a lot of history surrounding this celebration that I may come back to next year, but I want to focus on one location in particular, which isn't far from my current abode, Lewis. Lewis is a town on the south coast of England near Brighton. It's become renowned for its bonfire night celebrations. Back in the 1600s, there were basically riots of celebrations in the town during the 5th of November, until they were banned by Oliver Cromwell. But in the 1820s, groups of bonfire boys began celebrating again, becoming raucous and loud street celebrations until police had to intervene, even sending officers from London. Groups formed in different areas of the town such as Cliff, Commercial Square and Southover. Each group processed separately around the town before coming together in the centre for a parade. The event also commemorates the burning of 17 martyrs in Lewis. These were Protestants who were killed between 1555 and 1557 as part of Queen Mary's first as part of Queen Mary I's persecution of the Protestants. This involves the burning of 17 crosses which often might have some This involves the burning of 17 crosses which may have some very negative and potentially hateful implications today. But it's been done for a long time without any connection to race in Lewis and more of a commemoration of the loss of life of the Protestants. Many thousands of people gather along the road to watch, and also get involved, often by drinking a lot and setting off fireworks or sparklers themselves. In the parade, as well as the crosses, there is lots of fire in general, with different symbols on fire, torches being carried, and burning wheelbarrows running down the road. It's very chaotic and apparently up to 80,000 spectators attend even though the town only has around 17,000 citizens. I do know some people who have gone and some people quite enjoy the chaotic, raucous nature and a few friends of mine, my wife included, didn't like it very much and found it quite distressing. The local council do warn against children and families from attending for this reason. Another important aspect of the celebration is the burning of effigies of people in power who may have annoyed people in the last year. For example, recent effigies of politicians Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock have been lit and sent up in flames. Let's hear from some attendees at Lewis Bonfire Night, as interviewed for Lad Bible. But when the sun goes down on November the 5th, the shop windows are boarded up and the streets fill with costume revellers. And then they start setting fire to stuff. But who are these people? And why are they setting everything on fire? The whole of Sussex is the heart of Bonfire, but Lewis is the heart of the heart for Bonfire. There's seven uh, societies, they're all affiliated with different pubs. The different societies all have different colours. That identifies them. And each group have different things, like Cliff have got Vikings and French revolutionaries. And we're the only group who um, still um, burn the Pope. Cliff Bonfire Society have been burning an effigy of Pope Paul V in Lewis since the 19th century. Paul V was Pope at the time of the Catholic-led gunpowder plot to assassinate the Protestant King James I. And although he didn't really have anything to do with it, he still gets set on fire every single year. But that's enough history for now. There's burning to be done. So it's kind of, it's early at the moment, what can we expect later? So we've got the Bound Run to start off with, that's going to be kicking off about half five, which is just um, some of the ladies, some of the gents having a race from here down to Cliff Bridge. Yeah. With tar barrels, with uh, <laughs> a bit of smoke and a bit of fire. 
And then we carry the crosses down representing the 17 Protestant martyrs. The most significant part of the evening for me will always be the, the tributes up, up at the War Memorial. We all pay our respects to the fallen. Hello Christmas lovers and enthusiasts. If you're like me and you're always counting down the days until Christmas, I invite you to listen to Closer to Christmas. Think of the podcast as like a Christmas advent calendar. Each episode that comes out, we get a little bit closer to Christmas, and it's always a surprise as to what the Christmas-related topic will be for that episode. So search for Closer to Christmas on your favorite podcast platform of choice, or head over to anchor.fm slash closer to Christmas. Thanks, and I hope to see you there soon. If you aren't British, perhaps you could set off a few fireworks this November 5th, or just sit in front of a cosy fire with some baked potatoes and hot chocolate. If you are British, I hope you remember, remember the 5th of November, and get to see a raging bonfire or some frenetic fireworks safely organised and set off, of course. Thanks for listening to my special Christmas Podcast Day episode. Please check out other podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network, and if you'd like to find out about more of them, I'd recommend the Christmas Podcast Podcast, a podcast all about Christmas podcasts. I will have two more episodes this month in full-on festive mode, and there may be a seasonal vote beginning on my social media, which you can find on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Merry Britsmas. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. And happy blooming Christmas to you and all.